broad theme for this morning is faith at work. There's talk about faith here. But we're specifically trying to concentrate on people's places of work and what it's like to put your trust in God uh, where you work. And um, this is very, very close to my heart. I've had to throw myself on God for the last 15 years uh, since I became a local politician where you have to say all sorts of things. You have to speak to committees. You have to speak to council. You have to speak to people who you represent. You have to speak to pressure groups. You have to speak to the local newspaper. And everyone wants to hear what you've got to say. <clears throat> and it's so important to say the right thing because there's, well, there's no right answer, basically. You're pulled in all directions and you've got to find a way to be true. And um, I am constantly, constantly saying, God, what do I say now? God, give me the words to say. Or even more importantly, God, button my lip and tell me to be quiet if that's what you want. And um, I, there is no more helpful proverb than the one that says, it's better to keep quiet and appear a fool than to speak and prove that you're one. And um, I live by that. Uh, I say, God, only give me the words to say if they're going to be wise and they're going to be helpful. So for me, faith at work, trusting God in what you do day by day is very important, whether it's out at a job like mine, which is half a job, really, if it's at home looking after kids, whatever it is, God is there for us. So I've just asked a couple of people to just come up and spend just a few minutes giving testimony about how God helps them in the work that they do. They've both got really interesting jobs. Um, so I'm going to ask Tarina to come out first. And then if you could then hand the microphone over to Kathleen when you've finished. So a couple of weeks ago, Keris came home from school and said, Mum, we've got a really weird family, haven't we? <laughs> yes, that's something to be proud of. We're really different in our family. And I've hopefully got that into my kids that's something to be proud of. Um, and when I was asked to share today, um, it was on the basis that it's hopefully interesting and different. So, um, so what do I do? Um, I, work, I have a real blessing to work with and for my mum and dad. Um, the company is Team Communications Limited. And Team stands for my mum's name, which is Tarina, Eleanor, Anne McAllister. Lots of people don't know that she's not actually Anne, or well she is, but... Um, so mum was born into a deaf family, so her first... Um, language is British Sign Language and the business is providing sign language interpreters for all different situations across the south of England. Um, in the 70s, mum was prophesied over um, by the likes of sort of Barney Coombs, um, Bruce Blow, those sorts of people, that her hands would be used to do the work of God. Um, and I think from what she's told me, because I wasn't sort of around then, within a week or two or a few days, um, Glynis Pascal actually reached out to mum because they needed a sign language interpreter. Um, and that developed into mum becoming qualified and then started, they really stepped out in faith to start the business. Um, so in the meantime, I was born and came along and I had quite a few um, interesting challenges in life, you could say. Um, but throughout those, God was so faithful. Um, but I also had my own working life and did all sorts of different jobs um, and picked up lots of knowledge and skills and experience. Um, then coming right through in 2015, um, mum got a bit poorly and 
I had been, res I didn't want to get involved in the business. I did not want to be a sign language interpreter. It was mum's thing. Mum and dad did that. I would help out, but that was it. But in 2015, mum got poorly and I knew God was saying, right, this is it. You've got to get involved now. And I had to take over the whole business. I didn't know at that point. It was my dream job. Um, I had said when I was younger, by the time I'm 40, I want to either be the director of my own business or live in Canada. Well, I was not in Canada. <laughs> um, so I was about 38 or 39 when all this happened. Um, so basically, mum's hands have been used to do the work of God. She, the business isn't ours, it's God's. And every time we have any challenge, I have been four o'clock in the morning, knelt on the floor, looking at an email, reading it over and over. Lord, just bless this email. Just give me wisdom. Lord, this has got to be to glorify you. This isn't about me, our interpreter's mum. We want to glorify you. So in all of this, I've always worked from home, so lockdown didn't really have much impact on me in that respect. Um, but one of the things that's got me through is my purple prayer, because I've got a purple office <laughs> with all purple stationery, <laughs> and I have a purple prayer. So I pick two or three things that begin with P um, and pray through everything, because it's not about me. It's not about... It's about... Um, providing access for hearing people and deaf people, but um, it's really about glorifying God. And even just standing here now to say he has been faithful at every single step of the way, um, it's another opportunity to glorify him. So there you go. Good morning. So I'm Kathleen. As some of you know, I work as a, a GP locally here. Um, I've been thinking, uh, trying to remember whether I decided I wanted to be a doctor first or whether I decided I wanted to be a Christian first. It's both happened at about the same time when I was sort of the later stages of secondary school. And yes, I had that cringy reason, I want to be a doctor so I can help people, just like everybody says in their medical school interviews. Of course, it's not quite as straightforward as that in reality, but I am in such a privileged position in my job that I, I get to have a glimpse into people's lives that you know, most people wouldn't get. Sometimes even friends and family don't get to hear the things that um, people share with me. So there is really an opportunity to help people in all sorts of different ways. So medically and practically, hopefully, but also emotionally, just being there as somebody um, who can listen, and probably more in general practice than in some other specialties as well. So I'd love to be able to stand here and say how I'm regularly praying over people for healing um, and leading lost souls um, to Christ. But of course, again, it's not as straightforward as that. You might have heard of some doctors being hauled up in front of the GMC for, for praying for people, um, for their patients uh, and other things. And so it's <clears throat> often not as overt as that. I, I have prayed for patients over the years. I remember doing that as a, a keen medical student as well, going around saying, who, Lord, show me who can I pray for today on, on the wards. There's not much time for that, I have to say. We very quick 10-minute slots with each person. Um, but I have had a couple of opportunities 
over the years, although if I'm honest, mostly those are people that have already told me that they're Christians. Um, otherwise, it tends to be more sort of a, a silent prayer when I'm talking to someone. I think, I have nothing medically to offer this person. There's nothing I can do. Lord, they need you. That's what they need here. They don't need me. They need you. So there's lots of those sort of silent prayers in and out of the, the consultations. Um, and, and more often than praying for someone, I might have the opportunity just to, to pose a question. So sometimes it might be, well, have you got any sort of a faith that helps you in difficult times like this? Or have you ever considered praying? Or sometimes if there's someone that seems particularly lonely often, I say, well, have you, have you thought about trying out a church? Often those conversations are shut down quite quickly. Well, that's fine. We just move on and just be led, um, led by them. Um, I also have the opportunity to signpost sometimes to Christian organisations. Um, Christians Against Poverty, the Money, um, is it Money Lifeline and um, Cedar Tree Christian Counselling are local ones that um, I'm often signposting people to. So if you know of anything you think might be useful, let me know. Um, I try not to signpost to anything directly from this church because I don't want to end up with a congregation full of my patients. I know some of you are here, but... Um, <laughs> but then there's other areas uh, where I can... Uh, where my faith influences me at work, which are probably more akin to what a lot of you experience at work as well, your relationships with your colleagues, um, prayer for my own performance as well. Um, just, you know, the day-to-day -day things, seeing you through uh, work. I have to say, since coming back from my second maternity leave into the midst of a pandemic, it has been really hard. It's, you know, it's always been a busy job. We've been month, uh, weeks or even months at a time without a lunch break recently. It's, um, you know, reading everything in the media, like you're not, those GPs not doing any work, and you think, well, I've never worked any harder. Um, it's hard. So actually, prayer is, you know, the only thing I think that keeps me going some days. You think, God, I just really need your help here because I can't do this. But, but you can. Um, one of the really great things uh, about where I work is that there was actually quite a few Christians. I'm blessed to work in a practice where we have five GPs who are Christians. Um, and until very recently, also our trainee, who's just qualified as a GP, she's sadly moved on, and also our uh, lead nurse, both Christians as well. So it's been a really lovely opportunity to have WhatsApp groups and monthly meetings on Zoom, uh, where we're praying for each other, praying for patients sometimes, but usually the practice and the staff, and just trying to bring some of God's love into what's been a really, really difficult year for, for our practice. So that has been a great blessing. So I would encourage any of you, if you know of other Christians at work, make yourselves known to each other and just have that extra opportunity for support because that's, that's been really great and just felt really blessed that, you know, God's brought us all together for a reason. It might not be overly clear just yet what that is, but it's how amazing we've got 
five GPs in the same practice, um, all Christians. Um, and I just wanted to share a little verse from Colossians that I have to keep reminding myself of when things have been pretty tough. So whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, and it is the Lord Christ you are serving. <laughs> 